Hey, welcome to the Backyard Professor Responds videos. Mormon General Authority Brad Wilcox recently had a YouTube discussion with Kerry Moolstein in his new YouTube uh, podcast, The Scriptures Are Real. I'm looking forward to seeing what Kerry Moolstein comes up with and what his guests say. I have recently uh, discovered in this discussion a most beautiful example of what I have termed Mormonizing the Bible, which I believe is a flawed concept conceptually, theologically, psychologically, spiritually, etc., because it makes the Bible's view of no particular account unless it comports with Joseph Smith's interpretation and view, or else the modern Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints today's point of view. On its own, the Bible is not good enough. They feel like they have to add to it. Many times in the process of adding to it, they completely change the meaning and the intent and <clears throat> I believe that's a flawed methodology. Here's my example that I will show you that is just perfect for how they do this. Let's take a look at this and see what goes on. Now, um, the Bible always represents baptism as the cleansing. It's only in the Book of Mormon that we see that baptism is a covenant. Mm. And so Jesus is saying, you need to be born again through baptism. You need to enter the kingdom of God by covenant. And that covenant gives you a relationship with me. I love it. If we... So this is the remarkable Mormonizing of the scripture where Jesus is being asked, what does it mean to be born again? Rather than letting the biblical text give us its Judaistic interpretation based on the Jewish culture of Jesus's day, they wish to turn it into a Mormon text of which I will strongly oppose saying, but it's not a Mormon text. But they don't care. They want to make it a Mormon text. And so, of course, what this does is it minimizes the Jewish culture the Jewish spirituality, the Jewish meaning, it makes the Bible a lesser text. The other interesting thing is this theme of covenant is quite remarkable because it's rare in the New Testament. It's just not emphasized. It's not that meaningful at all to Jesus in any manner, in any of his teachings. It's huge in today's Mormonism because they've come up with this new logo, this jingoism, as it were, of stay on the covenant path as their way of trying to convince people to stay in the church, right? But Jesus never emphasized this. It's I, I looked in the topical guide in the uh, Mormon church's Bible, the King James Bible, and you just won't find it. In the New Testament, bro, it's enormous in the Doctrine and Covenants. I mean, there's a whole column of materials on the covenant, the everlasting covenant and all that jazz. And it's pretty doggone big in the Old Testament. Uh, 
And it's somewhat big in the Book of Mormon, but not to Jesus, not so much. Because he was a Jew within the Jewish culture. And this the Mormons appear to me to fail to appreciate about Jesus. So they Mormonize him. I think this is a flawed concept. They also don't notice Luke 17.21, which has the indication that the kingdom of God is within. It is not some outside priesthood authority that is stamped on us from someone else from an outside source. This, this gives us a very early Christian Gnostic flavor, especially in the Gospel of Thomas, as Elaine Pagels has so masterfully discussed in her book Beyond Belief, where she demonstrates the inwardness is where the light is. You don't look out toward to find the light. You look from within and bring it forth out of you because you are children of the light. And that is how they're told to respond when they are asked, well, who are you? They say, well, we're, we come from the Father of light. We are the children of light. It's within us. Same with Luke 17.21. And of course, these, these two Mormon gentlemen did not discuss that at all. No, they want, they want it to be known that the priesthood authority resides within Mormonism, and you can't get into the kingdom of God unless you join their specific church. That's their bottom line. But notice how by ignoring the biblical and the early Christian, the Gnostic, the Jewish contexts, they entirely changed the meaning. I think that's a flawed methodology. It also truly does not surprise me that the Mormon theology, since it tells the Bible what it ought to have said instead of just allowing it to be what it is and understanding it on its own terms, it's really no surprise to any of us, is it, that Mormon theology has such a difficult time being reconciled with the biblical materials. So thanks for watching my Backyard Professor Responds videos. I will see you guys next time.